It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this first day of December, 2014. It's uh, kind of cold out here today in Missouri. We're here with our uh, co-host, Jay Basser, and uh, uh, stretcher technician. Actually, this is, I think we mixed up, I think this is the Basser Hour. Isn't this the Basser Hour, John? Yes, it is. Well, by golly, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Uh, well? What's it, rain outside? Oh, rain right Gloomy there. day. Yeah, gloomy days follow gloomy news, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, well, today we're going to just, you know, kind of talk favorable about the BA if we can find something. Uh, let me look here. Oh, sorry, can't find a thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, let's let's start off with some headlines, some news, Gerald. And uh, okay. of course, this is actually What's it's good news. Uh, well, we yeah. know the V the VA ousted Director Sharon Hellman from the Phoenix VA. Yes, they did, and rightfully so, I would say. Yeah, but it just took them seven months to do that. Well, I know, but. Uh, seven months is, is like a blink of an eye for the VA, mm-hmm. as most of you know that. Yes, they did, and uh, they replaced her with a, a person out of uh, Tampa. I'm trying to find this person's name, but now the person they replaced her with, according to the news article that I read, was the one that uh, was director of the VA at Tampa when they had the camera issue. <laughs> <laughs> They just shipped him around. Yeah, they did. What are they doing? That don't make sense. If they're incompetent, they are incompetent. Get rid of them. Uh, well, we don't know what to do, do we? I mean, it's just a, it's just a force. I mean, they move these folks around. Um, it's kind of strange. It looks like if you do something wrong, you get promoted. That's 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 the way you know that the only way we can see it. If you do something wrong, you get promoted. Uh, took seven months to fire this old gal, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure she really wasn't personally at fault. I'm sure that she just got caught up in the in the tidal wave. I'm sure some of her underlings, you know, developed uh, a, an accounting system to show that the veterans were being seen on time in order to. Uh, uh, cook the books to make them look better so they can get that bonus money. Well, you know, you, you, you're probably right there, John, yeah. but I can't help but think there's a little bit of schooling coming down from the higher-ups. And uh, uh, yeah, to me, they, they, they want to do what they feel like they can get away with, and if they get caught... Worst case scenario, you're going to move to probably a better place and a higher paying job. 
Yeah, we don't we don't need to call that uh, a scandal. I guess we need to call that the episode of creative scheduling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that you know. Uh, so what if someone down here dies? Mm-hmm. You know, they just well, ain't them benefits. That's all. You know, he's the director or the secretary has got he's got free reign to fire who he, who he, who he has to fire now. You know, Congress gave him that all you know authority, which he should have had it from the get go. And uh, you know, General Shinshiki, which I think he was a really good secretary. I think he got blindsided by his underlings. And you know, if you get appointed to a post in a political post, and, you know, you get slapped into a job, you know, and you've already got people that are working under you, and you have no decision to hire and fire those people. When they work for the VA or some other big organization, it's not just the VA, you should be considered an outsider. And instead of working with you, you know, you got some folks trying to go around your under year or, or to get their, their agendas through. And uh, I'm thinking that's what happened to, to Shinshiki, and well, that's why he left. Uh, you know, and uh, the poor guy, I think he was good at what he did. Uh, you know, if he probably knew more and could control a little better, which I'm sure he didn't know much about it at all. I'm sure Mr. McDonald will probably come in hands-on, you know, and uh, uh, the only way he can do that is him uh, to come in and take care of business below you. Well, he's going to have to. Uh, yeah, you I think change you're right him. about Shinsuke. I think he did get blindsided, misled by his uh, his staff that he was dependent on to keep him up to date on current events uh, throughout the system. And that wasn't happening. That was obvious. And he realized what had happened. And, uh, and I don't know how many McDonald has gotten rid of thus far, or how many intends to get rid of. I I heard something like a thousand. Yeah, well, he's got a job all, you know, a thousand. I don't feel get rid of all, you know all those folks, well, but I'm sure there'll be some changes made. It seems to me there's uh, if that's the top echelon, uh, then he's done the right thing. Uh, if it's not the top echelon, then I don't know. I have to question that because all this comes down from the top echelon, as you well can imagine. What I would like to see with the VA, especially in the regional offices, if you file a claim and it's in your service records and you've got everything in your favor, and you even got the doctor saying that it's part of your disability or whatever it's related back to service, and you get a denial from the regional office over something they made up or some, something stupid to deliberately deny you, I think that person and the regional office manager should also be fired. I agree. I like to see uh, an investigation into that because that's and I just not within the VA any form of government like Social Security or uh, even the federal retirement system. Workers' comp's the worst. Well, yeah. Uh, workman's comp is really bad. Uh, it's it's horrible. Uh, it it's like the uh, employer uh, designates how that's going to be handled on on different cases. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of abuse there because I know several people that's 
had injuries and dealing with workman's comp, and it's it's really well, you know, a I think There's also some go. things. I think it's the system because I think maybe you know if, if these denials come out like that, then you know that keeps the attorneys in business. It it does it does yeah. that. Yeah. So look, but, it's the same thing with insurance companies. You know, if you file a claim against an insurance company, you better have an attorney. I'm telling you, you are absolutely right. Uh, uh, don't don't be dealing with these insurance companies. They smile <laughs> at you. We're going to take care of you, and blah blah blah. And all of a okay. sudden, you you have damage on your automobile or home. And then they come in, they start, well, uh, we got, uh, let's see, uh, uh, depreciation. depreciation, there you go, depreciation for this, depreciation for that. Before you know it, uh, you found out you're paying high-dollar premiums on on uh, low-dollar insurance because you, you're not covered. Yeah. But that's, that's right. kind, of, kind of like dealing with the BA. They tried that crap on me once the insurance company did. Yeah, yeah. get a lawyer. You get a lawyer. I, I recommend. Uh, that's right. Even an automobile. Uh, yeah, especially if you uh, get hurt. If you get hurt, you better get a lawyer. Even if it's, even if the person hits you doesn't have insurance, you better still get you a lawyer. Because your own yeah. insurance company will put the screws to you quicker than somebody else's will. <laughs> yes, they will. And that's a fact. That's a fact. Even if you have that uninsured motorist, you know. Yeah, even if you uh, have it. And so. I always keep that on mind. But mm-hmm. but you're right. If you have to deal with your own insurance company, chances are you better have the... Uh, have an attorney available. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't do it on your own because they're pretty slick. They know all the tricks. They know every trick in the book, plus some. Uh, but back to the good old VA drill. What do you think that? Uh, what do, what's your opinion on this? Uh, on this promotions uh, or moves of people that's. Should have been fired, in my opinion. Uh, my opinion on that, John, is that the, they're making a little bit of showing, you know. They're not sincere about getting the BA straightened out. That's right. Uh, they're, not. They're, they're not really sincere. I have a feeling they're just kind of waiting for the uh, newness to wear off or the same old story to go away, and then then they're going to be back to their old games as usual. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of worries mm-hmm. me. Uh, uh, maybe uh, Bob McDonald's uh, intentions are well. But it's not showing up that much. This maybe it's too soon. Well, you know that this is December. Yeah. And, uh, uh, <clears throat> Bob's been in the job for a little while now, and he's getting, uh, I guess, he's getting a baptism of fire. We'll say, you know, is uh, 
you have to realize, starting January, we've got the new session of the House and Con- or, or the Senate coming together. True. And uh, you know the uh, in the Senate, the um, the House or the Senate Veterans Committee will have a new leader. Um, because the Senate has a majority. And uh, so all these VA hearings they've had over the past couple of years, or the past two years, you know, especially with the issues coming on with, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, all, all the problems they've had and all the people's testified in front of Congress and all the congressional stuff, you know, nothing's really got done about it because the two-year period slid out under them and now they have to start over again. And uh, so now we got to see... You know what's going to happen with the, uh, you know, with the Congress and with the Senate and the Veterans Affairs Committee. Love to be a yeah. fly on the wall in some of this stuff to see what's actually taking place, and uh, so we'll see if there's any, any, any results because it's always all the bills and all the, all everything disappears. So, you know they have to rewrite everything again. And it takes time to get them through. And the VA knows that, so they realize that, okay, if we can delay this two more years, they've got to start over again, you know, because they're really good at delaying stuff, especially the veterans who have a claim going, you know. Well, if there's time to do something beneficial for the Veterans Affairs, uh, I mean for the veterans, it appears to me it'd be now uh, some of this legislation we have in, such as the Blue Water Navy, we have... Uh, legislation there that they're setting on and that don't look mm-hmm. like they're even going to vote on it. No, they really, there's legislation that's gone. All legislation has disappeared. I mean, they can yeah. introduce a bill between now and the end of the year, you know, maybe to fund the government or something like that and uh, to get things pushed through, you know. But it's a very short time because these guys take recess here before long and they're out till the new session comes in. Well, you know, they, they go home and play Santa Claus and drink up the New Year and stuff. That's of course, we sure. be doing it. It seems like always every year after Thanksgiving, the the government becomes dormant until after the first year. Yes, and it really does. I mean, there's a, uh, of course, you know, the government's never dormant with, uh, you know, with the, uh, with the executive order man up there, so <laughs> yeah, it's never going him a chance while the rest of them are gone, you know. Yeah, well, uh, the cat's he, away, the mouse's gonna play, right? <laughs> yeah. He's gonna do his dirty deeds, but uh, that's unfortunate <clears throat> because I hate to see that. Yeah, we all do, but uh, it is what it is. Happen. Let's let's switch gears. Guess what today is, Gerald. Well, today's the first day of December. That means today is payday for all you veterans out there that's, that relies on a check for the Department of Veteran Affairs. A little bit of money has been deposited into your account to make sure that your well-being and your food is on the table. <laughs> yeah. And more some more good news. Well, Effective January. Well, we got, yeah. We get raised. Yeah, we get a raise. January the first. Yeah. A whopping one point seven percent. Oh my lands. I'm gonna one point seven percent. That's a dollar seventy per hundred. A dollar seventy per hundred. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to open another bank account. I know. And Social Security the same way, 1.7%. Oh, Social Security, too. Yeah, it's across the board. Usually you know, with the Department of Veteran Affairs, if you're drawing certain type of retirement money involved, then that percentage is basically the same as the Social Security regs. Well, we can use the extra money. Yeah, you know, uh, well... Best thing about that, I mean, VA, you know, you're pretty good. You're going to get that money, and you're going to get it in the bank. Uh, with Social Security, I'm sure Medicare or some other entity is going to raise, like your Part B plan or your Part D plan, to take that money back plus something. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, they uh, they got their ways of taking care of that. Offset. Another, what do they call that, creative what? Hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I would put the second word on the drill, but I'm, think, I'm thinking this is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in other words, don't hope for a lot. Don't go out there and buy a new car based on your new record. <laughs> yeah, well, unless you find that for 500 years, you might be able to make a payment on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. They give you a dime and take a dollar. Yes, they do. They sure do. But at least we're getting something. I remember back in a few years ago, we waited, what, three to four years before we got anything, wasn't it? Yes, we did. Then we got a big one, which is, you know, making up for the other one. So, you know. But they say the cost of living is based on the consumer price index, right? That's how they digest all this, okay? But, again... Our powers to be, here comes this word again, Gerald, creative figuring, right? They figure oh, yeah. this, This they figure the way they want to figure this. You know, say, for example, gasoline's come down. Well, cool. Well, when gasoline first went up, you, the big scare was this question, the food prices are going to go way up because the gas is going up because it takes longer, more to transport the food. Yeah. It costs the farmers more to run the fuel and things like that, which I could understand that. However, notice when gasoline is down now, it's about half of what it was back in its heyday. It's down so much so much a barrel. The food prices are still the same. They've increased even more. So that takes it from a uh, – what they well, that makes them liars. That's what that makes and that you know, and they should be prosecuted for that because that is greed and gouging. Well, it sure is. They should, and it's all about the middleman because they sell to these wholesalers, these middlemen, see, and the middlemen are the ones that control the prices, just like these oil speculators. Well, they run all these maps and stuff and look and see and do all this data and try to speculate what the price fuel is going to be. When you get a ship next to a reef, look out. Oh, yeah. They'll pop that price up in a hurry. So, you know, it's all, it's a scam, folks, and we're all the victims of it. Yeah. Uh, one thing I can say is control your spending, uh, try to be conservative, and hold, uh, try not to do anything on credit. Oh, that's your enemy, credit. Yeah. 
But yeah, if it ever falls and goes apart, though, credit's going to disappear anyways. Well, it's including is. including the people that owe because they have nobody to pay to. Yeah. Well, big bonds. Really, <laughs> yeah. So it really doesn't matter. I mean, you know, and if the banks fall, then uh, uh, they'll get bailed out again. You know, just like uh, uh, just like General Motors did. You know, they got bought out and saved by the government. So. They redesign their vehicles and they raise their price. In, in three years, their prices have went up like thirty percent. Yeah. So you can look at a vehicle now and you look at the price on it and you're kind of shocked as to the price on it, especially the new the new Chevrolet trucks. They took that crew cab truck and made the back seat smaller. Oh yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, you know, I mean, they looked. I looked at one the other day. Just they had it over at Costco, and I'm like, what the heck did they do to this truck? You know, and they sure did. I mean, it. You could tell them, made it, but they did it to put a bigger bed on the truck, I guess. Well, yeah, on them four doors, uh, the beds were quite small. I thought, uh, uh, but that's just me. I like a full bed. I like a full bed. I, six and a half be the minimum, you know. Yeah. If you got an extended cab truck, you know, you're going to get a six-and-a-half-foot bed. But, uh, you know, that's the issue. Of course, uh, I'm not a Chevrolet person. Used to be. But uh, once I found that big diesel, I've, uh, you know, my whole life changed about trucks. So there's a big difference. Are them diesels, have you found that that diesel is uh, a high-maintenance uh vehicle no 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 i mean you're going to pay for an oil change every 7500 miles okay if you got a car you're going to pay 39 to 40 bucks for an oil change every time you go you're going to do it every 3000 miles yeah so that's two and a half oil changes for a car so that's 40 40 and 20 that's that's 100 bucks right yeah well you change your oil in the truck every 7500 miles and usually you go to a dealer you get a special uh you can get the oil change for 69 bucks uh, the only other thing you have to change is the uh, there's a filter on there that separates the uh, the diesel fuel and the water. It's a, it's a separator. That filter yeah. is about fifty bucks if you buy it at a good place. And you can change yourself. It's pretty easy. And that's probably another fifty bucks to change. And you do that every fifteen thousand miles. So that's the only maintenance that's involved with that vehicle, except for you know maybe the grease jobs and things like that. You know, which the oil change folks are supposed to do the engine, do the oil change. Yeah. So no, they're not. Uh, they're nowhere near like they used to be. Um, now, a lot of the newer diesel engines uh, have to use this stuff called DEF. DEF, it's an uh, exhaust fluid thing or something that they use, and you got to buy that, and that makes an, and that's an additional expense. But some models, you don't have to use it. Mine, you don't have to. Oh, I see. And uh, so, you know, it depends. But, I mean, if you got a truck that's got 400 horsepower and 800-foot-pound 800, 800 of torque, you know, you can pull anything you want to and it get you out of trouble. Yeah. And uh, but you know they've got these boxes now you can put on these things and you can get up to a thousand horsepower in them. But you got to be careful Ooh. you burn your transmission out. So you know and they've, they're that's another electronic you know little gadget you put on them. But some of these trucks will get it. They'll fly. I mean they'll, they'll absolutely fly. I don't use mine as a race truck, man. I use mine to pull campers and things like that with you know and and just a regular you know general running truck. It's a big truck. And it's got the biggest cab in the industry, and 
You know, it's just you can haul you can haul seven footers in the back seat playing legroom. Yeah. Well, that's you know. it. Yeah. So, and of course, I've also been hit in other trucks by other people and stuff. And uh, you know, if I, I've decided that if I get hit again, you know, I want a little more metal between me than the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I hear that. So, and people will talk about fuel economy and things like that you know you drive that diesel right you know i've seen i've seen 20 miles per gallon on the interstate with a with a with a three-quarter ton truck big truck you know so you know that's not really bad for that size engine of course it's not a little it's not one of them little priuses that gets you 50 miles a gallon but you know you can hit the prius and you'll bypass the hospital and go straight to the funeral home you know what i mean yeah that's true safety is the biggest concern yeah Safety is the biggest concern with me. I don't, uh, you know, I'm not really worried about. I'll pay the additional fuel cost. It, I don't care. Yeah, maybe in town, the uh, smaller vehicle be all right. Run the grocery store and back. But if yeah. you're out on the highway, you need a you need a, a real vehicle under you. That's true. You know, you got to look at too. If you're driving 40 miles an hour and you're going down the road and somebody else is driving 40 and you guys hit head on, that's 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 the same as you hitting a brick wall at 80 miles an hour. Yes, it is. So, yeah. And somebody's going to get hurt. Mm hmm. You know, I mean, I've seen people hit deer and tow their vehicle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah, so. Uh, just literally totally. <laughs> it's yes. unreal. But thank you know, if you can whatever you can do to you know, that that's that's a good thing. You know, but you know the So we got a raise coming in January, which is gonna be a good little thing. Uh, I think the uh, VA has come out now with these uh, cards, care cards, I guess for veterans who live a certain distance away from the VA, I think it's like forty miles. I, I believe it is forty miles. Yes, I think you have to be sixty percent service connected or something like that. I've got to reread it again. But uh, folks, if you live away from the VA like that and uh, you get one of these cards, it entitles you to go to you know to seek treatment from somewhere else. And uh, to tell you the truth, personally, um, I would like to see that. I like to see all veterans get cars like that. I think veterans should have a choice of where they want where they want to be treated. Yeah, you know, uh, because I believe the VA regulates how much they're going to spend, uh, such as uh, Medicare anyway. I mm -hmm. mean, if you treat someone on Medicare, you're a doctor and you're treating someone on Medicare, Medicare says, here's what I'm going to pay you for this treatment. Mm -hmm. And I imagine the VA is going to do the same thing. Uh, Probably sure. very similar, very similar. I mean, I've seen I'm, some, I've seen cost issues get in the way of treatment before. Yeah. There's some issues, and of course they will deny that till the day they die. But now I've seen it happen. What gets me, guys, is if you go to the VA and you've got health insurance. You know, if you've got a health insurance besides Medicare, they don't take Medicare. But if you've got any other health insurance that pays for your medications and things like that, and you have to have a certain medication. Well, there's just bigger, you know, to get the medication approved, it's got to be, you got to send it to the list and get it approved by certain people. And then the pharmacy goes out and unapproves it, you know, and you're out, you're, you're out of luck. But if you have insurance and your insurance is paying for that medicine, 
I'm sorry, folks. That should that should override any decision they make because that medicine is being paid for. That's true. Yeah, and uh, that's one of my pet peeves. That's one of my pet peeves because, uh, and if you're service connected for a condition, and you get medication on the outside for that condition, and the VA refuses to fill the medicine for that condition, that's I think that's a no-no. I think that's against the regulations. I've got to check that because I've got one myself. I'm fixing to bust them on because I take a certain medication for a for a heart issue and. Uh, uh, the VA will not fill it at all. And uh, I've been told several times you have to see VA cardiology to get that thing issued. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, I'd rather not do that. I'd rather stay with my cardiologist on the outside because, uh, you know, they, they keep me alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of advantages to that, too, John. Uh, your doctor knows you and you know them. You're comfortable, and they're comfortable with you, and they're up to date on your your condition. They can best treat you. Uh, you go into the VA, you you don't always deal with the same people, and usually it's a nurse practitioner. Uh, uh, and some of them are really good, but yeah. they're not a doctor. They're they're not a full fledged doctor. Right. Uh, personally, I can't tell you the difference, uh, uh, other than the fact that uh, some are good and some are bad. But some doctors are good and some doctors are bad too. Yeah, here's your note for you veterans that are taking uh, that have diabetes and having a VVAC check machine. I went the other day. And uh, the VA is changing their test strips and things like that for the machine. They got a new machine out, and it's an AccuCheck, but you don't have to take that little tag and put it in there to, to every time you put a open a new bottle of test strips up. Yeah. And this machine reads all the test strips by itself. You don't have to worry about that little button you put in there anymore. And uh, it's more convenient for the veteran, for the people that have the machine. So next time you go to the VA, ask one of the machines. Well, yeah. Yep. You can do so, use up some of your old test strips that way too. Yeah, your old test strips like that, you don't have to really worry about it. I mean, it's uh, they'll change it. You know, I think the coding is different on the test strips itself. So, you know, they'll give you new test strips and things like that. So it's not really a you know a big issue, but it's it helps. Any little, any little tidbit information helps, especially, you know, if you're a veteran, you know, we, we have to be one. We can't be separate and divided, you know. We have to be able to kind of stick together in some of these issues because some people who are going to take care of us is us. That's for a fact. And uh, also, you know, we we do have a lot of veterans that are diabetic. And uh, mm-hmm. I feel we have uh, a lot more that are diabetic than being diagnosed uh, diabetic. Uh, I know the VA never diagnosed my diabetes. <laughs> it was my local doctor. And Well, uh, the VA waits until your A1C gets to a certain level before they make the official diagnosis. Did you know that, Gerald? Well, I know they probably wait too long because if, 
if you can catch it early enough, you can get by with taking just metaphorin uh, or something like that, a, a pill instead of the insulin. Now, uh, and I think uh, the sooner you catch it, the, the more apt you are to, uh, or start treating it, the more apt you are to stay away from the insulin. That's true. Them shots are painful. You know, but they keep you going. So, and some people take both. Yeah. So, but you know, there's always programs. You know, um, people say weight loss surgery, called, you know, will cure your diabetes if you lose the weight. So, that I've was told heard me, that. I that was told me by a doctor. Oh, how true. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know some people that's had that done. But after their uh, surgery, it seems like they become more apt to become alcoholics. Now, I don't know if there's anything to that or or what. Uh, maybe the fact that they was a diabetic earlier, uh, it, it, uh, maybe the alcohol craves a di- diabetic thing, I don't know. I don't know how true that is. It could just be a mess. And I've heard some cases of that, but as long as you have the surgery and follow the instructions the doctor gives you because you're supposed to eat small meals. Yeah. Instead of eating three big meals a day, you're supposed to eat, uh, um, you know, small, three, four or five smaller meals, which I could see that. Yeah. And, uh, of course, everybody ought to eat that way anyways. Well, they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to eat uh, three meals a day. I don't know. I guess that come <laughs> eat when you when you got it to eat. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, you're supposed to eat regularly all the time, uh, knickknack or something. You know. Well, you should also have plenty of fiber in your diet too. You know, that's a, yeah. yeah. That's why I always try to have at least have some sort of beans at every meal. Oh, beans are good. That's one of the best. It's good, good fiber, good for you, you know. So, you know, if you raise on pinto beans and cornbread, you know, that's what you want to eat when you get older. So, but, uh, Oh, yeah. You can't yeah. beat a good pot of beans. No, you can't. You can't You can't beat it at all. I mean, that's good stuff. Really good stuff. Give you a little bit of gas, but... But, uh, Julia, this is going on with the VA that you know about? Um, Well, the medicines. They uh, keep changing medicines, uh, especially uh, the meds on these, uh, uh, you know, PTSD patients, uh, they keep changing Mm -hmm. meds on them, uh, taking away their, uh, I I don't know what else to call them, call them uh, psych meds Mm -hmm. uh, or pain meds. Uh, There's a lot of veterans in pain, you know, Mm -hmm. from injuries in the service. and They they seem to, for some reason, want to, start taking all the pain meds away from these veterans and 
Now, that's and, not the VA's fault to extent. That's the problem. We, this country uh, has got a dependency problem on narcotic medications like that. You know, I don't know how much uh, hydrocodone pills going for nowadays, but people are buying them and selling them and taking them, getting hooked on them, overdosing on them, having blood clots. And this nation's got a major league drug problem, my friend. A major league drug problem. You know that, though. Oh yeah, yeah. And I have so, to that. Uh, they do. Uh, I don't take nothing as far as for med um, pain meds, but. Uh, some of these veterans do, and and uh, they just cut them off cold turkey. No, they do cut them off cold turkey. But uh, the problem uh, is this: is that the DEA is treating all these doctors like they're drug dealers, and the doctors become reluctant to uh, issue these meds because people are getting in their face every time they do something. I guess the DEA is getting involved with it, and well, you know they they're holding their hands, getting in and, trouble. So and the state, the, the state government too. The state governments too. You know, they're the ones you know fighting this stuff firsthand because they see all the drug-related issues. So they're passing their legislation and you know making these state laws and stuff. They just made how to code on uh, class two narcotics, and that means you can't get a running prescription. You have to get a prescription every thirty days. Go see your doctor. Uh, well, you know that should be okay if you have to go see your doctor to get a prescription. Uh, for a narcotic, I think. Uh, uh, it's ones that, you know, they just call in and say, hey, give I need amount of hydrocodone. Uh, I need another bottle of them. And that's ones getting the whole system messed up. So... Uh, Try and bear with them. I mean, if you got to go in every 30 days and bet the class 2 narcotic, yeah. uh, go ahead and go in and and uh, do it that way. Uh, yeah. I know uh, right now I can't even get cough syrup with codeine in it. I have to see a doctor uh, each time to have them write a, a script, and the doctor's got to send the script in. I think the folks that really need the medicine, I think the ones that actually have issues and just got documented medical evidence that you need this stuff, you know, because you've you know, if you've got an MRI showing pinched nerves and things like that and you can show that you're not hooked on it, but you have to you take it for therapeutic and it helps you, I think class action lawsuit needs to be filed to get this crap straightened out. Because they're you know you're being victimized by a bunch of druggies. I hate to say that, but I mean that's what it is. I mean you know, I I hate to say it but this this state's got a major drug problem in itself, and I understand that. Them druggies, yeah, I've seen people's own children kill their mom and daddy to get their drugs. Uh, that's happened. Yes, it has. And that's so a, that's the problem. A we should be, the cops ought to be on top of that issue like that and, and doing that. Instead of out here uh, uh, doing other things, there needs to be more effort, more money put into the fight and this, this drug problem, getting this drug problem eradicated in this country, because that's going to be one of the downfalls of this country. Is a drug problem. Yeah. And it's been going on for years. And it it ain't been just a few years. It's been going on for several years. Yes, it has. It, and it's directly affected me a couple of times. You know, not me being on drugs, but it's directly affected me. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's one of the reasons that I'm 
that I'm on that I'm in the shape I'm in now because of somebody's drug problem. So. Well, yeah, that can uh, screw you up. Uh, I know I I hadn't had any trouble getting cough syrup, but I I do have a lot of cough spells, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they always uh, usually I. I get several refills for the year, uh, and that usually does it for me. But this time, uh, she said I I can only ride it for one. Uh, yeah, because it's got cold in it. Yeah, and, and then and only ten percent coding. You know, it's not a large amount. But mm-hmm. uh, she said if you need some more, come down and see me, and I'll be only too glad to write you another prescription. If you got to pay the office visit to get the description, don't you? Uh, no, not well with the VA. Uh, yeah, I, I think sometimes they do charge an office visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now, I think there is uh, a fee involved. I guess that's the only, the only thing these doctors got to, that kind of help them. You know, as far as that, they know they're going to give them the chance to make more money off the patient, no threat to happen. But uh, I can go to my regular doctor and through Medicare and uh, my gap insurance. It don't cost me nothing. I can go to the VA and it does. Uh, and I can get the same medicine from him. So he's right here in town. Now the one I got to drive 50 miles and hope to catch him. Uh, so that makes me want to turn more to. Uh, my internal medicine doctor here for different kinds of meds. Well, there's no. I mean, if you if you are dependent on that medication, um, if you're dependent on the medication and they keep withholding it or keep you from getting it, uh, so well, what's going to happen is you can ask for something else. But change meds or something. Yeah, like something. the med change not going to be effective though because they can't give you nothing that's powerful. That's you know, a, um, that's true too. That's a, kind of a catch twenty two there. Now you remember the old Fioreset medicine? Yeah. Okay, there used to be a Fioreset. I don't know if it's class three now or not. They might be able to give that to you. Yeah, well, I can get this uh, cough syrup with codeine. I don't use that much of it anyway. Uh, but uh, uh, they just changed that this year, and uh, which I was surprised. Yep. Because uh, you get too much codeine in you, it's going to make you sick as a dog. <laughs> it's gonna make you loopy, but you know, I mean, that's that's what they do. I mean, even though you know they're they kind of uh, work on you and help you block the pain anyway. Especially if you know it works on your lungs too. If you're coughing a lot, you know, I mean, coughing's a bad thing. I mean, I've separated my uh, rib cage from my meat a couple years ago coughing like that. You remember that yeah. issue? Yes, I And I was do. taking I took that stuff like it was going out of style. And I want to tell you something, people. If you got it, it felt like your ribs were broke down one whole side. It does, dude. I was, I was down for a month. It's horrible. 
I yeah, I was down for a month of that crap. Have to use one of them rib belts and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You had these little belts to pull yourself together, and it was rough. I mean, getting up and down, it's bad stuff. Yeah, it ain't you know, no good. So. But, uh, you know, I guess the only thing you can do, Gerald, if you're having a spell like that and you don't have the medicine, the best thing to do is haul your butt down to the ER. Well, that's what I would do. Absolutely, and without hesitation. Now, your situation like that, you know, once you get served snacking for your lungs, like you start coughing, head your butt down the ER and call the VA and tell them you're in the ER because you're coughing, and oh, we're going to send you the bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I That's get how you do from, that. That's how I you do that. I get it from my doctor here in town, but well, I always fine. keep keep it on hand here anyway. But you I folks was got issues like it. You, that. I, I you guys got pain issues like that. Take your records with you. Keep a copy of your VA records and if you got pain like that and it's hurting you and you can't get medicine or help in the VA and you live so far away in the VA, boogie over to the nearest ER. Show them, them records. I'm hurting. Yeah. They'll take care of you. Know. Uh, yeah, I mean. But I'm you got to prove. You got that issue because I've seen doctors and nurses accuse people of being drug seeking. And uh, I tell you what, I've seen it happen. I'll tell you the story about a HADAP member. I helped this guy get his service connection several years ago, one of my best friends in the world. And uh, he uh, was uh, out playing with his kids, and he was driving one of them ATVs. Yeah. And he flipped that ATV and landed on his shoulder. And he was in some serious pain. So he goes to the emergency room, seeing this one doctor. They take a look at his x-ray, and they didn't see I guess they didn't see it on the x-ray, or they thought they didn't see it on the x-ray, so they accused him of being drug-seeking and sent him out the door. They told him it'd be okay. Well, about two weeks later, it kept hurting him real bad, so he went to another doctor and had done another x-ray. And sure enough, the dude broke his shoulder. Oh. He was hurt. And I tell you, I think he put a lawsuit in against that bunch. And I don't blame him. Because, see, it already started to heal and had to re-break it to, to, to operate on him. Yeah, they would. Yeah, so that caused him harm. Boy, that is hurt. So my advice, if you're an emergency room nurse or doctor, you better learn how to read that x-ray. You better look at it real close to the rushing through them. Because your mistake gets you sued. Yeah. That's a fact. Of course, it don't matter for the VA, because even if you do sue them, the money comes from a general fund. They, they have no, you know, there's no, uh, there, there's no results to the people who actually made the mistake. They, they hardly even know about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's the biggest bad. joke. <laughs> That's the biggest joke since Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ew, bless his heart, rest his soul. Just think, you know, we had a doodle the butcher in Moline, Illinois. I think that's where it was at. That guy was killed on them veterans. He killed four from Kentucky. Yeah. Yep. And uh, they finally got rid of that guy, but he—I think he left a—he left a—he left a destruction path as wide as an F5 tornado. 
and the money came out of a general out of out of a different fund. You know, I think that needs to come out of somebody's budget. They need to have uh, some type of uh, consequences for their actions. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, and that, <laughs> that's something you can write your your representatives about, folks. That's got to change. Yeah, that's a quality assurance no-no. That's a quality assurance no-no. You know, that's a that's about like these car car companies hiding these defects. Oh, I just seen fair. a mess. I just seen a thing the other day about uh, a car company that hid these defects. Well, look at this airbag problem they're having. That's that's life threatening. That's worse than life threatening because you know if you get one of them airbags and you get a wreck. That airbag blows up and a, piece, a shard of metal comes so you can go through your jugular vein or anything, hits you in the face. It has done that. Well, they are. I mean, they're explosives. You know, I mean, that's what, that, that's what sets that bag off. So, yeah, it's a dangerous thing. And uh, it's, I tell you, man, it's it's bad. And uh, I'm not going to say the name of the car company, but they got some serious problems coming up because they were hiding a bunch of stuff over for years and years. Yeah, that's not new. Uh, and this is the most bragged about car in the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. I know my brother-in-law, he was in a wreck and uh, his airbag went off. It hit him so hard it broke his nose. Yep. <laughs> and uh, they said that was pretty common. Uh, everybody go off, you know. It was a car pulled out in front of him, and he he nailed it. And uh, yeah, I guess he said like knocked him out, hit him so hard. You're supposed to sit back away from them so far. I think it's six or eight inches. Be sure you're back that far. And for short people, that's not really. An easy thing to do. And folks, do not ever, ever put a smaller child in the front seat of a car. No. Especially if you've got a baby. If you've got a baby in the car, when you use that car seat, if there's a way you can strap them to the center of that seat, the middle of that car, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. Because if you get T-bone hitting the side, you know, with things like that, there's a chance people can survive. Yeah, be certain you have a high-quality car seat. Uh, don't go for these cheapos. You go for the... Go to your local police station. They'll they'll refer you. They'll recommend you one. Uh, yep. Uh, that'd be my suggestion. Don't go for these... Cheapos or one that's uh, a used car seat. They say never buy a used car seat. Don't ever buy a used car seat. For your child. Always check the computer, too, because a lot of these car seats get recalled every year. Yes, they do. 
because they got tethering problems and things like that. Make sure you get it anchored right. Uh, a good thing about these car seats, uh, you know, if you want to make sure that it's in right, uh, if you're driving down the road and you want to make sure your seat's in right, pull into a fire station. And, uh, you know, usually like a city fire department or something like that, you go and ask them if they can check and make sure it's in right because these guys know. They see the results of this stuff every day. They know when one's in right and one's in wrong. Because usually when the wreck happens, they're the first people on the scene to see, you know, the aftermath of what happens. So they know, you know, you got to get that thing as tight as you can. Yeah. And make sure that baby's strapped in a little. Yeah. Same thing for a booster seat. Make sure the shoulder belt's on them, too. You know, I mean, that's. You know, you know they even the, had a recall on these baby buggies. Uh, uh, I've seen that. Uh, and somehow people, the other was getting, uh, little kids were getting their fingers cut off with them. Uh, now, that was the adults, too. Oh, was that adults? Adults were taking it and putting the car and getting it back out again and opening yeah. it up. Putting their hand down there and the thing was snapping their fingers. Yeah. Babies, too, though, you know, little ones. So, yeah. Oh, that'd be a horrible deal. And just think they pay these engineers big money to design, to design these things. <laughs> Unreal. As seen on TV. <laughs> yeah. No. But I tell you what, make sure that your kid and loved ones are strapped up in a car. Make sure, you know, if you have to put one in the front seat, uh, if you've got a vehicle, you can turn that airbag off. Some vehicles do, some vehicles don't. But you can turn that passenger side airbag off. Because the passenger side airbag is usually a big one, and it blows. Now, my Jeep, I've seen, I've, I had a couple of deer last year driving a Grand Cherokee, one of the newer style. And I hit two deer, actually. It was a, kind of a bad thing. But I was going on the interstate, going along at a pretty good speed. And uh, when I hit, the airbags popped blew the whole top of the dash off. And uh, it was surreal, but I couldn't see a thing. Couldn't see a thing. And I finally got the vehicle off the road, and it was ugly. And it was a very, it was was about a $25,000 lick, Gerald. Okay. And uh, it was ugly. And... of course, my wife now she's very she's she's got PTSD from that. Of course, if I'm driving, so. Well. <laughs> yeah, so that's. <laughs> so usually now now when I when I'm in that area, I no longer drive the Jeep. I drive uh, I take that big tank through there, and then, you know, if the deer gets in the way. Well, sorry about your luck, deer. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these guys got these big push bars in front of the trucks just for the deer. Yeah, my daughter, she hit a deer with her, and she got a Chevrolet pickup. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, it just bent the bumper just a little bit, and that was it. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, you, but if you're in a smaller automobile, a deer can really uh, raise havoc on you. <laughs> it can yeah. destroy that car. It can. And I've heard of them coming through the windshield and killing people. Well, if you got one, if your car is low to the front end, yeah, 
Yeah. If you've got one of these little cars got and the front end comes down into a sharp groove toward the ground, if you hit a deer, that deer's gonna come on your hood. Yeah. And you're gonna take its legs out, but it'll probably come through your windshield. Yeah. Uh if you hit a higher vehicle, like an SUV or a truck or that thing, you're gonna flip that SUV or truck and you hit it. You could, yeah. I've seen yeah. it happen. I've seen I I've been a witness, I've seen it happen. You know, I've seen it. My father was driving an old Ford truck and got hit T bone once. Yeah. And the car went all the way under him. He hit it and he flipped him up in the air and the car kept on going under it. The car didn't tow the car either. Huh. Just done that some sheet metal damage to it. It towed his truck over was laying right on top of the cab. He climbed out the window. <laughs> 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 he didn't get hurt, but he lost his truck. I'll be he lost it. The, yeah, he took the, uh, I guess the frame wasn't too bad shape, so he took another cab and put on it and made him an old junker truck and drove back to work. work so. Yeah. But uh, it happens. Well, it can happen. happen. Yeah, it does happen. But, so um, uh, yeah, some of these accidents can happen. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, back to the VA. Yep. A lot of you, I think this card thing uh, uh, is a good deal uh, for veterans if they live over 40 miles from a a VA clinic or a hospital. Yeah. Which I do, I should qualify for one, I would think. But, mm-hmm. uh, I think he said they had to be 60% or 50 or 60. Yeah. Well, I'll post it up on Had it. We'll double check and we'll we'll, we'll double check the information to make sure you know that we're giving. I think it's sixty percent. Or is it hard? My, my major little ten percent probably wouldn't qualify. Although uh, I yeah. feel if if you're service connected at all, you ought to qualify. But uh, yeah. that's just my opinion. I think they'll probably only give it to part of Group One, Joe. I don't know how they're going to do it, you know. Uh, I think Stretch has been talking to him about the cards. I think he, he did get a card. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, find out more soon. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you haven't got it yet. You're just in process, right? Don't wrap my hand. Excuse me? You haven't got it yet. You're in process. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I should get it today or tomorrow. Okay, let us know if you get it. And okay, what, okay, what the ramifications and the parameters are involved with this, we can uh, get some accurate information out. We can touch on that Wednesday during the show with your own and follow yeah. up a little bit if have to. Because that's, that's good, good to know. Uh, some veterans can take advantage of that. Uh, I know it's not, you know, a guy hates to get out here and drive 50 to 100 miles, or some of them even further. I mean, I was driving about 115, 20 miles, 25 Yeah, I got to go 200. Yeah. You know, here, there's a local place. There's They built a bunch of satellite clinics around, but there's still folks that travel from a long way. And a lot of them come two or three times a week, and they try to just get the mileage. Some of these feds are making some money on this mileage. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was a big thing a few years ago, so. 
let's see, I mean, I went into a x-ray area one day, and this guy was raising cane because the machine was done. I had to come back the next day to do his x-ray, and he wanted to put him up in the motel room. I said, oh, we can't do that, and uh, which, which is, you know, good for him. He was mad and upset. Asked him where he lived. He told me, and I said, that's about 80 miles from here. He said, yeah. I said, just think, brother. He said, what's that? I said, you get a cash on that mileage again? Let's go home, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Clark looked at me and says, thank you. (laughs) No, it's a a good thing. uh, Hope everybody enjoyed you had a good Thanksgiving, and uh, everybody finally had their naps and woke up. Probably still eat some leftovers, I guess. But uh, Black Friday sales are on. Yeah, uh, they're still carrying them over. Uh, And I was listening to the news today, John, and uh, they was talking about about a week or two before Christmas, the sales were really going to be on. Yeah. they're kind of disappointed in the sales they had through Black Friday. Uh, well, it started out on Thursday, and it took a little bit off the Friday because people shopped on Thursday, so that made a little right. difference. That's right. Well, yeah. this is Cyber Monday. Yeah, uh, I was looking at some stuff a while ago. Uh, my, one of my favorite sites sold out in 16 minutes. That was Buzz, Gerald. <laughs> yeah, Buzz. I can imagine that. Yeah. We're going to do a uh, bachelor show here in a couple of weeks on, uh, on, uh, on how to protect yourself. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, I might bring somebody on. Uh, the, uh, you know, all veterans, as we well know, are trained in the use of weaponry. Don't need refresh from time to time. I, yeah. I'm one that believes you should stay up to date on on different types of weapons and home defense and things like that because that's right. This day and age, we've had so many uh, home invasions and and there's uh, so much nonsense going out uh, out here on the streets, uh, uh, knockout games. And, Idiot stuff. Yep. But, uh, yeah, the knockout games and all this crazy stuff in, in your, your neck of the woods. Yeah, up here in Ferguson. Uh, yeah. That's been a mess. Uh, you know, and I understand that the gun sales there have went up 300% there in Ferguson. Yeah, I, can, I heard. I, I can believe that. And and I can see why. I mean, no one wants to become a victim of of this nonsense. Uh, That's true. Uh, uh, there's no need to go out here and, and loot and rob and uh, burn down buildings and, and uh, businesses. Uh, that's that's not productive at all. Uh, that's counterproductive. And, that's not the way things should be. No, it's not, and hopefully it'll get worked out here before long. But I know 
it, I know it will eventually get worked out, but uh, still, you know, it's a, it's going to be a national event, and it's going to have ramifications in the future. So we'll discuss that in the next Bachelor show. We're out of time, buddy. Okay, so uh... now I'll run the show in you. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show. Sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bastard Show. Go ahead, Gerald. Uh, folks, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll be tuning in for the next one. And this will be Gerald Cook. Signing off for now. Thank you.